0: We need to roll back the state. We spy on all of our own citizens. Our prisons are flooded with non-violent drug offenders. If you want to know who America's next enemy is, look at who we're funding right now. Every single one of these problems are a result of government being way too big. What's up, everybody? What's up? Happy almost Thanksgiving. Welcome to a brand new episode of Part of the Problem. You might be listening to this on Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, in which case I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I have a, uh, a great show for us tonight. Uh, my guest is somebody who has been requested by a lot of our listeners, so I'm very excited to have him in. Super smart guy, super interesting guy who uh, uh, does a ton of research and has a ton of information uh, in his brain that he's going to share with our, our audience. It is, of course... Ryan Dawson, how are you, sir?
1: Howdy, good intro there. I liked uh, everything that was said there. It reminds me for this cheap plug of this book I wrote called "The Separation of Business and State." <laughs> everything, oh. all our problems are from too much government. That's basically what that book goes over. <laughs> well, I certainly, you are
0: certainly preaching to the choir on that one. And of course, you have a uh, a show that you've had for a long time. It's
1: the uh, what is it, the Anti Neocon Report? Yeah, the anti neocon report. Some people just say A and C for short. Very good. It doesn't get confused with the African National Congress too often. So.
0: <laughs> well, anti anti neocon report, separation of business and state both uh both sound pretty damn good to me. Cause really, uh, isn't that that pretty much sums up all our problems, right? That's pretty much what's responsible for everything evil. The the merger of business and the state and the goddamn neocons.
1: Yeah, I say it's uh the state's has a reverse midas touch. And then I say a lot of things about neocons. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on this or not. but None of it's you good, say, that way
0: you can say whatever you want to about uh about the neocons. I mean, they. Have I mean, really... I'm wear I'm wearing
1: this today.
0: And-, and all aid to Israel. I'm with you on that one as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all and all aid to anyone really, but yeah. Well, I this aid gets used as, sometimes as a weapon and sometimes as a boon. Like with Israel, is basically guaranteed loans, and it's an apartheid state where they shoot children in the balls and annex land and bulldoze houses. But other times, aid isn't really given; it's loaned as a as predatory loans to drive nations into. Inflating their currencies and so on. So you know all that anyway, but absolutely yeah, I'm, I'm with the get rid of the aid. <laughs> no, well, absolutely, but there is something
0: particular about the aid to Israel, which is not just that they're the, the largest receiver of American foreign aid, mm-hmm. but there's also something particularly uh distinct about the
1: US Israeli relationship. Um where you I know, there's an interesting statistic in sure. uh in the second DVD of uh is called Peace Propaganda, the Promised Land. Noam Chomsky, who I disagree with a lot of times, but, you know, he is not completely bad. He was going over some stats and uh, these might be dated, but Israel receives more foreign aid than the entire continent of Africa, seven times more aid. Now that's shocking because Egypt for the longest time got the second highest amount of aid, which is part of Africa. So Egypt plus all those other states times seven is still less than what is given away to the Israelis. do nothing but lie to us steal from us take text from us and now and then attack us
0: yeah and even just to add on top of that the aid that we give to egypt is Basically, aid to Israel too, because the whole deal is you're going to yeah. be a friendly government to Israel. So, and and for a and long we, time, it was the Mubarak, please look away, money. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and and it seems like, uh, I mean, we already had a little experiment uh, uh, just a few years ago in democracy in Egypt, and it seems like if they had their pick, they were not going to elect people who were big fans of Israel. So that is almost you could almost count that Did as you even. Notice, more uh,
1: as soon as the Suez Canal is reopened, and that's in that brief window of interim government? That uh, suddenly all of Europe needed to invade Libya, so they didn't yeah. want those boats selling oil east. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, this is, this is really the stuff that everything that, that you know, the, the kind of populist politics that I'm sure both of us don't love. You know whether it's the the kind of populist.
1: Well, the official right. line was um, the Egyptians are just angry at an internet video about whatever. Internet. Oh yes,
0: yes. No, well that was
1: yes that, <laughs> that was, was Hillary's no, but Benghazi I'm, I'm,
0: excuse. <laughs> but I'm talking about in the Western world, like the populist left, the populist right, the kind of AOCs, the Donald Trump, Steve Bannon's, all these movements. In many yeah. ways, there are results. Well, that's right. And but this, the, all of these things rising up in in so many ways is a result. Of the George W. Bush Obama foreign policy, I mean this is, and, and of course the the financial crash of 2008. Do you have the the terrible economy? You have these wars that destabilize regions, and then the the subsequent migrant, uh, you know. Uh, Those are all floods. related because yeah. the um,
1: the trillion dollar expenditures on these uh, I call them imperial escapades. Uh, Mostly on behalf of uh, foreign interests, by the way, because of huge pressure groups and lobbies. But those wars, like in Iraq, for example, we just sunk trillions, trillions of dollars. The reason that uh, the Federal Reserve made interest rates so low was to finance these wars while the result was uh, you know bled into the housing market and we can talk about that forever but uh, you know they put people on teaser rates and then raised the rate 17 times and then of course the rating agencies were bribed which is totally illegal it's not a result of lack of regulation it was fraud which is already illegal but nobody gets prosecuted at moral hazard and so yeah I mean the state just the wars and also the high cost of universities because they use universities as structured investment vehicles into defense industries they go through hedge funds and you can learn this by going through the divestment movement and seeing specifically who they're investing in. But the reason the state has guaranteed student loans, isn't because they want college to be available for all or affordable for all. They made it unaffordable for all So they do. They gave guaranteed student loans so that anybody can go at a really high borrowed rate, which colleges just raised the rates, right? Because the tuition money is reinvested in through uh, defense company hedge funds for the wars. So ending the wars will actually help you reduce the costs of your schooling. Wow. Wow, i
0: did that I didn't know that. That's news to me. That's uh that's really fascinating. But it is amazing how all of these things are so connected and it's really all it's like even if you're like some uh, left-wing guy who really, really hates Donald Trump, you got to understand that what this is all about is the monetary system, which is all designed so that we can be the world empire, because there's no other way to Mm. do it. If you didn't have this fiat money system, if they weren't able to, as you were saying, artificially lower interest rates, there's no way we could have fought these wars on the credit card, and America was never going to put up with being taxed those trillions
1: of dollars to fight the war in Iraq. I mean that that's when if, if you, had, if America if you didn't have America right. you wouldn't have separated investment banks from the lending institutions and there wouldn't have been so many subprime loans. Yeah. You know, I mean it, but it takes maybe six minutes to explain it, you know? <laughs> that it would just it was never done on mass media. No, yeah. it is too big to fail. And, and let's all repeat the line we were told from our boss and you know and it still hasn't really been fleshed out. And the the kind of anti-war uh, left, which I think was more of an anti-Bush thing. The the line that some of the genuinely like you know, for moral reasons wouldn't want to go to war is, oh, they lied about WMDs and it's all about oil or something. It wasn't about oil. Our oil imports from Iraq don't change from before and after the war. They it's much deeper than that. They wanted to create sectarian violence uh between different uh Religious groups and ethnic groups in Iraq on purpose and destabilize it. And we know this because it's written about in Israeli policy papers before the war begins. Right, right. And also and all know, these I- lies about WMDs come from a clique of neocons who are all Israeli partisans. Right. And I mean, we've got Dick Cheney
0: on tape uh you know from the the first persian gulf war, war telling By you exactly yeah. right telling you exactly what would happen if Saddam was toppled i mean it's not as if like nobody can claim this was a surprise they he actually i mean to give dick cheney some credit which i it's rarely do he called it he <laughs> called it perfectly he told you exactly yeah. what was going to happen so they th- these guys knew what they were doing the idea that this was like cheney
1: knew and jim baker knew like the kind of i just call them the less dumb cuz i'm not going to say any of them are smart but uh, you know, compared to the Rumsfelds and Douglas Fife's, you know, Jim Baker and Cheney are certified geniuses. You know, like, mm-hmm. I like what um Clark, Clark, Lawrence Wilkerson has, he has some of the best burns. Um, chief of staff Colin Powell. He was talking about Douglas Fife. If, for those who don't know, Douglas Fife was, was sort of the face of the office of special plans, but it was really run by Richard Pearl. But he said uh about Fife, he said, Seldom in my life have I met a dumber man <laughs> he said it with all those politics. This is great. <laughs> this guy's a true muppet. Well, yeah. what is it?
0: So you, you, one of the things that's interesting um, about the work that you do um, is that you've been very willing to go and talk to you know people on the on the alt right, kind of jump into those mm-hmm. conversations. As you told me when we were messaging before you go, you're also very happy to talk to people on on the far left, but they're uh um not always they so willing do to have a conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, They just want to scream with their fingers in their ear. Like I will say about the alt right, at least they want to have a dialogue. Yeah. You know, because they really think they're right and they're ready to talk to somebody. With the left, uh, they just want to preach at you and. No return, you know no no counter arguments so
0: yeah it's really uh it's just it's infuriating to even even when the rare chance that you do get to talk to some of them they're just it's just like basically you either it's it's purely religious it's like you either agree with me or you have committed blasphemy, and then you are i mean instead of you know. Working for the devil, you're racist or sexist or a Nazi or whatever their
1: term I think like. Hitler has replaced the devil as the right. epitome of evil yeah like i I think I don't encourage any of this, but if you were to walk around with a sign outside saying something negative about God or praise the devil or something, and you had another one that said like I won't say it because this would get f, f the J's or something, you know, right. Nazi-ish. You would definitely you go to prison. You would get killed probably, you know. Like, I think uh, that's more taboo than the religious stuff. That is no, the real religion today. No,
0: you're you're absolutely right, and and I think to me, from like the libertarian perspective, what it really kind of plays into is that there to me the like statism is kind of the religion. The idea that like the the government has kind of replaced God, and World War Two is has become the great like, origin myth of the modern U.S. Yeah. empire. And so in order to justify that, everything has to be around, well, you couldn't possibly oppose World War II. It's also the biggest and the deadliest war ever, so you really need some mythology in but order you saw to
1: justify a switch, it. You saw a switch around, it wasn't really until the 70s, where initially the war was blamed on Hitler's militarism. Uh, but then later, it get, it's not Hitler's militarism; it's everyone else's isolationism that allowed him to yeah. do that. And so you're blamed on not going to war for the war, right? right. Not the Treaty of Versailles, World War One, or any of the real like nuanced causes. It's all it's got to be, you know, some second grade answer. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. <laughs> no, I mean. everything. It's it's really
0: it's like some weird Orwellian like up is down type thing. But even uh, if you look at World War One. There's really no justification that holds the test of time that we should have been involved in World War One. Like, why would America need to go figure out what monarchs are going to win the, the first, uh, some European conflict? But what the kind there's of... A great, um,
1: there's a great meme I love. Of, it's got... It's like a s- soldier like going like this. I'm scratching my head if you can't see the video or you're listening. And uh, it says, so... And, and they're American soldiers. He's like, so... S- Russian allied Serbians assassinated an <laughs> Austrian so that Americans can be in France fighting the Germans. Or something. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's when, if
1: you actually just
0: lay out the story, it's so absurd. You think, no, one, but the takeaway, the kind of Henry like Kissinger, uh, like, and this is what Henry Kissinger wrote about in his book is the takeaway is, well, look, the problem is we left. The problem is that after World War I, we didn't stay. We didn't have a NATO right away. We didn't take care of all the countries. We didn't have massive aid programs. That's the problem. And not the Treaty of Versailles. That's not the issue. The yeah. issue is that we weren't more involved in this treaty, so everything is right. We, we didn't have... annex enough
1: land. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, and yet we have the Geneva Conventions to say not to annex land because Danzig and all that would, did lead to World War II. And they know that, and yet uh, there's one country that continues to do it, and they get more aid from the United States than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely right. It, it, it tends to be that when you annex land and destroy private property and houses and shoot people, that it pisses them off, and they react to it. Imagine yeah. that. And and it's really it's such a shame
0: to me it
1: just it it breaks
0: my heart that um now, what is it it's about to be two thousand and twenty, so what are we almost thirteen years or so twelve years in change after that ron Paul Giuliani moment. The argument still hasn't people still haven't been convinced of this which should be such an easy, simple argument for any human being to grasp. i mean the argument the controversial argument that Ron Paul made to Giuliani was literally in essence. When you slaughter people's families, they tend to hate you. Like, that's actually the argument. It's It's common sense. Yes, as common sense as you can Mm -hmm. be, but it seems still that. Um, you know, it's like the the idea that it's radical Islam or something like that. And my response to that is always like, look, even if you're saying why is radical, there a radical element of Islam? Well, right. And even if you think they <laughs> yeah. are, if they are radical jihadists, then you really better not kill their families. I mean, like it's still but I mean that's proven
1: that, that uh, actually, the radical Islam is not even just a reaction to overthrowing Iraq and all that. I mean, that is part of it, but actually. The The real origins of these Wahhabi madrasas started in 1976 when George Bush Sr. was the head of the DCI. They created a clique called the Safari Club. Initially, it was to go mess around with Africa, but during the Cold War, they needed proxy forces to mess with the Soviets. And you know what happened in Afghanistan, Mujahideen, etc. They were laundering money through BCCI and setting up extremist uh, Wahhabi schools all over the middle east and all, all the way up into what well it was yugoslavia now it's eight different nations but uh to uh raise generations of these people that they could use as cannon fodder and so zionism wahhabism all these like extremist uh versions of faiths aren't just or are just uh reacting to uh to, to invasions or whatever. they were fostered by intelligence agencies and an enormous amount of wealth to push people those directions because they wanted to have conflict because that feeds the MIC. Right.
0: That's right. Yeah. It's really just, it's like a biblical level of evil um, for what the, the amount of just like um, disaster that they've brought onto the world, just human tragedy after human tragedy. And I guess the, the silver lining of it is that it does seem more and more today that there's just more, more of it's being exposed I think even though the the you know correct ideology, which from my perspective would be like libertarianism and free markets is hasn't really been inserted into the conversation, but there certainly is less uh trust in institutions in the corporate media in the whole war machine like i think I, I think most Americans or at least way more Americans today kind of see through the bullshit
1: I think it was in the conversation when Ron Paul was running basically in the in the the two times the, well, the the last two times he ran, maybe when he ran with Russell Beans in the eighties, it wasn't in the conversation, but I would never hear people talk about the federal reserve, for example, or something. But when the Ron Paul movement hit things that I've been trying to say forever that we're not catching on, uh, people were coming and saying it to me first, <laughs> right? Did you know about right. central banks and dah, 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 da So it started to get in that conversation. And then we had like, Gary Johnson and, you know, basically a, uh, a Democrat that called himself a libertarian. But I'm excited now because Jacob Hornberger is getting yeah. in the race. And I think that conversation could come up again. And there's not a better time than now, uh, even more than when Ron Paul was running. Because when Ron Paul ran, the internet was still a little bit of a baby. We didn't have all these social media sites, although we're losing them. We're getting the censored, yeah. you know. But, uh, and it, it's just gotten worse since then. The, the housing crisis that he predicted happened. You know, I don't think anybody was hated more than Hillary and Trump. And then you look at what do they have now? Maybe Tulsi and she probably won't win the primary. And then the rest of them are a bunch of goofballs and then Donald Trump. So, yeah. I think people will vote for uh, I don't know who are you? Your names Your name's Jacob, all right? You got my vote. <laughs> <It's like laughs> yeah, no,
0: absolutely. And then at least that that protest vote, if the guy's actually saying some really good things, like Jacob Hornberger will be. I mean, hey, that's at least our best yeah. shot. You know, is is to go with something like that. All right, guys, let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's show. A brand new sponsor, which we're very happy to have on board. It is Flag and Anthem. Flag and Anthem is a premium quality men's brand started by two guys who worked in the industry long enough to realize something was missing. Where do regular guys go to get clothes that are not super trendy or extremely fitted and tight or too expensive or too cheap? They created a brand with superior attention to detail, quality, and fit at an accessible price point. The brand exemplifies a refined, rugged look with an authentic vintage aesthetic featuring casual and refined button downs, elevated knitwear, signature chinos, Denim, truck hats, and bags. Flag and Anthem also works with country star Derrick Bentley and all-pro NFL football player Christian McCaffrey. This is a brand from two guys that have been making clothes for a combined 35 years, and they don't take any shortcuts. After spending years in the industry, they finally wanted to make clothes that they would wear themselves. This includes developing the perfect fit. This is not your dad's shirt. It's not your younger brother's shirts. This is your shirt. So go to flagandanthem.com. And enter the promo code POTP20 for 20% off your first order. One more time, that's flagandanthem.com, promo code POTP20 for 20% off your first order. All right, let's get back into the show. What do you – now, I wanted to get into – Or just just to spread the philosophy,
1: you know, even if he doesn't win, it, it shifts the window, so to speak, you know. Yes, there was a generation of people that are now. So I hate this word, but woke on the Federal Reserve and uh, a little bit. Some of them are oversimplified and go around screaming Rothschild and stuff. But at least they know about it, you know, which is better than how it was.
0: Yeah, no, I'll take the oversimplification. Even that I mean, like, I'll mm-hmm. take at, at least I'll take it. if at least if you get the the idea that there are these central bankers who are manipulating the economy and they're screwing you over. That's that's the you know, the. The basics of it, that's good enough for me. But as you said, you know, it's like, okay, we have this Internet thing. And I know this is something that we wanted to talk about because you're going through a lot of this right now. So we have this Internet thing. And and the people the, who are in charge, they realize that. I mean, the, these people aren't uh, stupid. Uh, they've been ruling over humanity for for a while, <laughs> um, and uh, so it was. It's almost, especially in hindsight, but it's almost obvious that of course they were going to try to go after this and try to shut down dissident voices. I mean, they've had a, a, a stranglehold on the conversation for you know, well. It, well over the last century but really over the last century they've had that and they weren't just gonna say oh too bad i guess everybody now can compete with the corporate press and there's no more gatekeepers well have at it hopefully the best ideas rise up now my prediction of this was always that the government would just regulate the internet and that's how they would shut down these dissonant voices i have been a little bit surprised in uh... the way that it's manifested which has been this kind of like uh, a deplatforming by tech companies uh, and you, mm-hmm. sir, I think have been like a,
1: a real victim of this. Why don't you tell I, I've people been about getting what's it from going on. Uh, for a long time? Like I got, I'm one of the earliest ones. Like 2005, I was kicked off of AOL, <laughs> which <laughs> wow. was before before Facebook uh, book was MySpace, and before that was AOL. Everyone so you're a you're America a pioneer. Online. You're like a pioneer I'm, in um, being uh, yeah. deplatformed. <laughs> What an honored badge to have. <laughs> so, I um I didn't have any foreknowledge or anything, but I predicted the the seven seven bombings in the UK, uh, but as a speculative thing, and like all my stuff got shut down. AOL was shut down. My MySpace, which i had put you know all this effort into making, was I was kicked off MySpace, and then. I was kicked off that again when I made a new one, and um, it was in the middle of me moving to Japan. I just waited till I got over to Asia and everything. And that is what got me—excuse <clears throat> me—got me on my first radio shows and stuff. Is people would saw what I was saying bef- right before I got annihilated, and so it got me on shows and whatnot. And, and then from there, um, YouTube starts in two thousand six. I got deleted in two thousand eight. Uh, although I never broke their terms because they had two names and they kind of, I didn't like the first one, so I hardly ever used it. I started a second one, that one got uh, booted. So I just went back to the old one. Never created a new one though, because it already existed, so I breaking rules. And then uh, I got recently, this year I've been thrown off YouTube twice, last year once, uh, and last July I had, well, what they did is they gave me three strikes. I did a, an appeal and I got one of them you know, removed but i couldn't really make any new videos or show my old videos because one more strike and i'd lose 13 years of work so i actually flew to ireland to google headquarters because it was either that or texas and where i am it's same distance really so never been to ireland i went there i talked to the bug men at google and i got all my strikes removed and channel good standing and all that they're not gonna give me ads or anything so i thought oh finally things are going well and then of course I've been, I was banned on uh, everything else. Vimeo banned me and took $5,000 worth of my sales. I make uh, political movies and they just, they decided to ban me. Wouldn't even give me a reason why I, I got, uh, my followers harassed them or whatever, or politely wrote letters. I don't know, probably a bit of both so much that they finally said, well, you didn't actually break any of these terms and they listed them all, but they didn't like my criticism of Israel. Uh, they called me a, they were called me anti-semitic i said i'm not talking about an ethnic group i'm not talking about a race i'm talking about a country you know if i criticize north korea does it doesn't mean i hate asians you know like that's it's right. ridiculous but that's uh it doesn't matter to them they just didn't like what i'm saying but i really was pissed that they took all the money i i just made and i was gonna have a good christmas with my kids and they walked away with five grand and i had no way to sell my films anymore i had to go find another platform go through that whole headache and then uh most recently, I've been kicked off PayPal for the second time. First time was in 2014 because they thought I was aiding Syrian rebels or something. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I got it back, but all, yeah. all my yeah, I wasn't. There, there's a friend of mine who who's um, she lives in Australia, but her like nickname is Syrian girl or whatever. So I had a button that just said that because more people knew her by her nickname than her real name, Martin Sicily. And they're like, oh, are you giving money to Syria? I'm like, no, I'm giving money to a Australian that has a Syrian nickname. That's all it was, not not going to moderate rebels, which is basically Al Qaeda. I never would do that. So I got my PayPal back, but they, they um, got rid of all my recurring payments. So I was essentially, sta- uh, starting over, and then. Few weeks ago i lost my paypal and adsense on the same day and i see these people on uh twitter celebrating it and saying his patreon is going to be next you know like they just i'm like what did i do to you i don't even know you uh and they're like uh this guy i won't say his name but uh he was just saying all this uh libel about me on twitter i flag it nothing happens you know and he accused me of saying the like, Jews did 9-11 and all this crazy stuff. Now I have a film about 9-11. that doesn't say anything like that at all. Um, that's like blaming the Iraq war on the Jews, right? It's just because a lot of neocons happen to be Jewish. Uh, it wasn't anything like that. But th- we live in a day and age where nuance is dead. Right. And it's, it's like I call PayPal and I say, I've been with you for 15 years. You're accusing me of advocating violence, which I've never done. I have an anti-war website. And, uh, they're like, well, it's this board over here made this decision and it's irreversible. I go, well, what am I being banned for? Like, what's the example? Like, what did it say? Where is this on the website or YouTube video? Like what's, what being held against me? Well, that's secret. <laughs> like, okay. Jeez. So you have secret evidence and you're and jury, and you're just going to kick me off. I had no means to get donations or sell films or memberships or anything, uh, without PayPal. And, uh, because the because of government regulations, the Japanese payment processors are only work here, you know, and PayPal is one of the only uh, global ones. And it's just, it's disgusting. Cause I see the most disgusting people who have no problem with any of these platforms who actually advocate violence, you know, the mainstream media advocates violence. Like every war we've ever had, please tell me a three letter network that was like, you know, I don't think that's true. I mean, just came out right about the uh, false, or probably non-existent gas attack in Syria that was a pretext for launching cruise missiles, right? Uh, you said it correctly. I said it correctly. Justin Mondo, Sky Horton, others, they they all had it right. There's, a, there's no gas attack, no motive, no physical evidence. Da, 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 da. It's just now coming around. But it's too late for the people who died. And even though they blocked most of the missiles, they still had to spend tens of millions of dollars to do that, you know, and it hurt them anyway. And it's just, all they ever do is lie and advocate violence and they're considered the authoritative source, yeah. right? The CNNs and stuff. And I mean, Wolf Blitzer's a former employee of APEC, who, you know, routinely spies on the United States, like does actual damage to our country. That's okay. You know, the ADL has been caught, uh, raiding in police files and things like that. Like they're damaging our country, but all these groups, uh, they get a massive financing uh, total push by all the platforms. They can slander people. They can libel people and there are no consequences. And there are other people who've also been censored who, you know, I really couldn't agree with their views like on anything, but I don't want to be the guy to deciding whose views can be said or isn't, you know, free speech is free speech. If you're not advocating violence, then you should be able to say whatever you want. Right. You know? and, it and it does. Uh,
0: and it seems like it's, it's, it it seems like there's this trend where guys like you who are going you know i i've seen you on on a couple different uh, um like youtube uh, uh, videos, where you're going and talking to these alt-right guys, and actually telling them, you're like, yeah, this ethnostate stuff is crazy, like, you don't want to be racist, you should never bring violence against any minority group, and guys like you end up getting banned, and then the, like, you know, like, ethnostaters, <laughs> the ethnostaters will get put on CNN, or they get thrown, like, right into the mm-hmm. forefront of things, and it's like this, this it's almost Their like... Their household names, you know, yes, some of these they, people. They create the, this this kind of, like, world where they don't want the reasonable opposition they want the guys like that so it's and it's they pretend that they're so scared of this like like the thing i've been saying for for a long time now is if you're saying you're so scared of some anti-semitic movement rising up well then you better allow people to criticize the governmental policy of israel or the united states Mm -hmm. for that matter if you're going to say nobody's allowed to criticize these these influential jews then yeah okay what you're going to deal with is not going to be ryan dawson you're going to deal with someone who's like yeah well then fuck all of them Then you know what i mean and that's a lot scarier
1: yeah but it, that's the opposition they want, I think they're desperate for another Tim McBay or you know a shooting or whatever because it gives them more budgetary power, more you know the erosion of civil liberties, et cetera. These people are really sick. I mean, you're talking about people that laughed about sanctions that murdered hundreds of thousands of kids you know, they don't care they're they're they're, and they're not really worried about like some idiot that runs around with a torch or something like that. They're, they're insignificant. They just blow up these enemies that aren't really there. But they they really hate uh, critics like us. I don't have a shaved head and tattoos and saying racist bullshit. It's they, that's what they need. That's what they want. I can hit Israel hard where it hurts just based on the facts. I mean, they have snipers shooting kids in the knees and the bulldozing homes and annex land. Like most people, once they know that that's happening, don't want to give it, uh, money to Israel. Don't support that at all. Most Israelis don't aren't going to support that either. Thing is, they don't know that. Their ver- the version they get from TV is Hamas is firing thousands of rockets every day at a child holding a puppy on Mother's Day or yeah. whatever. You know, it's and it's nonsense. I it's like. Well, yeah, and, and The lies, the, the lies mm. kind of like fade away. You
0: know, it's a, a lot of times what what guys like me and you are battling uh, battling against is the short attention span because the lies after like even you just pointed to with the Assad gas attack. It's like, OK, so this WikiLeaks release now we've got like more evidence that this was fabricated from the beginning. But it doesn't even really matter. It's not like you claim any victory because they've already moved on to we got to protect the Kurds and there's like this new like reason why we yeah. have to be involved in this war. The You're like, yeah, that was like <laughs> three reasons ago why we needed. Fo- oh yeah, sure, we were advocating we started another huge war over this, but we've moved on to this other thing. And so many of these things, I mean, like you look at like it's Net- weird Net- too Net-Yavu. because they want an
1: ethno state, they want a Kurdistan, they want a right? Jewish yes, state, yeah. they, yeah. they want ethno states sometimes, like when it when it's causing violence for everyone else. And, uh, Kurds can live in Syria just like they did before this war started as citizens of Syria. You don't get to have a ethnically exclusive state within another state. They already pushed out the Assyrians and Christians and Druze and other ethnic minorities to create Rojava and you know I don't, I mean, I, I have a lot of videos about Syria, but like you don't get to do that. But our government supports it. They support it in Ukraine. All of a sudden, then Nazis are okay. We'll give them guns and money. <laughs> like, right. There, there's right. no principle. You know, the only principle is will, will this initiate a lot of violence? All right, let's do it. That's that's the government's way. Yeah.
0: And, and then, of course, you know, it, it, it's like, it's hard to, you know, I, I, I'm i really not a fan of Donald Trump. And, of course, with all the stuff you've been talking about with Israel, I mean, he's just so but all, bad Probably for pressure. all different reasons than what he actually gets criticized for. Yes, the exact opposite. I mean, the truth is... You know, I'm I, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. I didn't vote for him last time. I don't support him, and the stuff in Yemen, the his policy on Israel are just too bad. They're too disqualifying for me to support him. But I and do Iran, gotta Iran. say, yeah, oh yeah, Iran, terrible on Iran, pretty good on North Korea. A few things here and there that he's decent on, um, and and rhetorically Bolton he's decent. Bolton screwed that up. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, but you know, I gotta say, I have to at least tip my hat to Trump that. You know, back when they were were saying, you know, Assad, uh, you know, did a, another chemical attack uh, when they were pushing that around just about any other president, I think, would have been more likely. I mean, had it been Hillary Clinton, we probably first off, we never would have stopped arming the uh, moderate rebels if it was uh, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton. Um, and I, I think she probably would have had much.
1: They more cut off of heads response. in a moderate way. <laughs> That's They're right, moderate yes. head choppers. They Weren't they eating slowly. a
0: heart at one point? One of them was eating a, a heart. So one
1: of them from Aral Sham was grilling a pilot's heart and eating it. And John McCain went and met with that group. That's right. Yes. A friend of mine wrote that story, Michael Kyle, journalist from Ireland. He's now deceased, but he did good work on that. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, so, you know, it's like We're at least. At least Trump seems to have, you know, uh, um, some hesitation before starting a new big war or before pushing like
1: into like, uh, Do you know, who drunk him into uh, shooting the cruise missiles was his daughter. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) This is according to his son. Yeah, she's, you know, the the poor children speech and, you know, she's married into the Kushner family who has Netanyahu sleeping at their house. So no yeah. doubt what kind of influence they had there netanyahu Another who's now plan. been uh who's now been indicted right on a and has a panic charges. attack <laughs> yeah
0: yeah look at <laughs> yeah. that netanyahu. But that's the
1: thing bribery charges and corruption not murder not smuggling kratron triggers in and stealing you know nuclear material or all the long list of crimes this butcher has done it's oh, you took illegal campaign finance, (laughs) so did his wife, that's what they're going to get him on. Well, I would even settle, this is how much we're being, how how badly we're
0: losing, that I would even Mm -hmm. settle for, even if we're not going to start charging people with war crimes, even the ones who certainly should be charged with war crimes, but even if we're not, can we at least say, well, you don't get to, like, make the next call? You know, like, can we at least say that all the journalists and all the neocons and all the war hawks who sold us the war in Iraq, like, we don't listen to them when they're advising us to go into the next war, even if we're not going to, like, prosecute them or something like that. But, of course, they're, those are the exact <laughs> same people. I mean, Netanyahu, when he would say, you know, I, I mean, like. Judith Miller
1: got a job at Fox. Right. <laughs> after right. going to jail.
0: After, after going jail. to jail. I mean, like, the, the fact that I almost, in a weird Perverse, sick way. It almost makes me admire some of them. Like Netanyahu was on television sometime in this last year. We were talking about it on the show, and he was like, "Iran is close to developing a nuclear weapon." And you're just like, "Dude, the balls on you, man!" Like he's been saying this since the late
1: '80s, and he's given there's, there's timelines six away.
0: Yes, he's given timelines every. You I can think
1: look- there's uh, a report in Mother Jones. Not the best media, but th- this article was good, and they had a list of how many they've been six months away <laughs> for, for decades. Yeah. You know, they're always six months away, and he's got this stupid cartoon bomb. <laughs> yeah. and you know, you know, he did a really good debunking of that. Oh, it, it was like nine years ago, but Scott Horton did this mm-hmm. like seven-minute speech that just had all the Iran rhetoric and excuses, and then the reality, and a little bit of uh, teaching you about uranium, like it's got to be ninety percent or above to make a nuclear weapon. Blah, blah, blah. It's only like nine minutes long and it, it, or not seven minutes long. And it perfectly sums it up and you wouldn't know it's like he made it yesterday because all the crap they're saying now is exactly what they were saying back then, the same lies, nothing changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be one new incident,
0: you know, one new thing. Oh, they bombed this submarine or they, that, you know, they're, they did some attack that the Houthis are claiming they were responsible for on the Saudi oil field or something like that. But it's basically Mm -hmm. the same thing. And then right away it's, and, and they're working on a nuclear weapon or something. And it's just, what's infuriating is that people seem to, uh, like, you you would think they would all be discredited and go away. I remember people like the, the Sean Hannity uh, Fox News talking points were after the Mueller report came out. And they were like, well, it's all just these a people, tweak on we can't.
1: It's just a tweak, are, right?
0: right but it's they were saying well all these people who were promoting uh you know the russia collusion hoax they're all discredited and you're like really really are they because <laughs> i'm still hearing from max boot on cnn you know what i mean like if he's not discredited by <laughs> now who now is? it's the
1: ukraine gate instead it's these right. phone calls right. um the the whole iran is building the bomb stuff is a tweak on, about the iraq you can't let the smoking gun be a mushroom cloud fear propaganda The fear right. prime. uh it's the same same rhetoric Iran wants to build nuclear power because if they have nuclear power for electricity, it frees up all the oil they currently consume on electricity, which they could put on the open market, which that would give them enough uh, to where they would be able to build all their infrastructure without getting international loans. Welcome to the first world. They don't want that to happen. So they say, oh, they're building nuclear weapons. And the audacity is the, uh, the Israelis, the Americans, uh, they're all guilty of what they're accusing everyone else of. You know who does have nuclear weapons? Israel. They stole the material from the United States and built it. You know, the only country to actually use nuclear weapons, the United States on civilian cities. Right. And that's so well, that just gets a pass. Like you did Nagasaki and Hiroshima. There's still radiation death from that, by the way. And it's oh, well. And and the, I hate to lie about well that saved lives. You get that would trigger me feeling that one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well that's that's the same as up is down. You know the problem is that we weren't we didn't intervene enough in World War One and World War Two. That's the problem. You know it's just like everything is twisted into the exact. We opposite, didn't surge big I mean. enough in Iraq. Right, right, right. <laughs> All of these things, right? Or is the the reason why? Uh, the, like my favorite one, which just right wingers can't get out of their head, is that the big problem was that Obama pulled the troops out of of iraq like you have this this two-pronged uh um you know uh attack when when al-qaeda i mean excuse me when isis went in a, uh, stormed into iraq and it's like one is that obama is arming isis in syria and the other is that he pulled troops out of iraq and there's was like you know what the problem here was pulling the troops out of iraq it's like well how about the funding and arming isis part couldn't we have just not done that and it's like well you know that's we don't really talk well about if we hadn't handed uh,
1: the government over to uh a, a Shia nepotists, and there wouldn't have been a conflict with the Sunni and the Kurds. well, that's for sure. a- and there wasn't before they used to be all intermarried and everything else, and so as bad as Saddam was, every bad thing he did, we made worse. We made more war, torture, rape, starvation, all that made it worse. And it's ongoing and you make Al-Qaeda in Iraq becomes the Al-Qaeda of Iraq and Syria. Which that's all ISIS means, right? It's right. the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. And yeah, it's just, it, but I don't know if it's correct to call it blowback because blowback is unintended consequences. I think they're indifferent to the consequences. They're like, yeah, let's just make a mess. Um, and it it did result in terrorist attacks throughout Europe. And you know, knock on wood, it could still happen in the United States because you're over there murdering people. And the the cognitive dissonance is just amazing. Like, oh, why are we being attacked? What what did the September 11th hijackers say they're motivated by? All the slaughter in Iraq and Lebanon, and and it you know, legitimately so to be mad about those things. That doesn't mean you can go kill people in New York or anything. But you know, you it's a very reasonable, predictable consequence. Yeah. You know, how would and you, you know feel what? if people murdered your kids? You know, it's that it's the the most basic put yourself in someone else's shoes. Something you should learn when you're three years old, you know, and it just isn't there with government.
0: No, absolutely. And and if there's any it, like the best evidence to me of uh, the fact that they know like that, they know that this is what's really motivating them is that since 9-11, they've had dozens and dozens of and dozens of what they call. FBI sting operations, which are really FBI entrapment operations, mm-hmm. and every single time when they try to recruit these guys, they never go to them and go, "Hey, don't you just hate the Bill of Rights? Don't you hate that we have freedom and wealth?" And oh my God, did you see Ariana Grande's last video? Isn't it terrible what the West is? What they say every time is, "What do you think of America's foreign policy? Look what they're doing to these Muslim countries." That this is every time. This is how they. Even when we're mm-hmm. doing it, ju- just to say. Someone up to like inflate FBI, you know, like statistics. Th- th- this is how they recruit people, so they, they know exactly what motivates these people. And yes, many of them are religious fundamentalists, and sure, there's problems with that, but that's what they're clinging to. The motivating factor is the fucking bodies. And I, I, of course, like you said, this is just basic
1: understanding of the
0: human condition. You don't it's, like to see it is your to
1: me. Killed. I mean, it seems like common sense, but it's like we don't have common sense. There's this, right. uh right-wing comedian i'm not going to steal his routine or anything and uh, you're you're a funny guy too but there's there's this italian guy and he was saying i'm a right-wing comedian which is pretty rare because most of comedy is leftist or you you know you you offended someone and now you're out of the building we need a safe space for comics all of a sudden but he's saying you know right-wing comedians when you get to say things that are common sense uh that are not politically correct but are correct like if you want to go to school you should pay for it or uh there are two genders or <laughs> you're just, you're just, not, you just it is and there's a whole list of things that are like well obvious that was obvious in the 80s or whatever now it's what do you mean it's all about identity and da, 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 da. And that uh extremism uh with that it has uh, a polar backlash right the the SJW culture and the total protection around it is what gave right rise to its polar opposite and uh people are gravitating towards socialism nowadays, nationalism or even ethnonationalism and, and all these things and that's why we desperately need that libertarian voice. Because I, I'll hear people oh libertarian and then I say, All right, well, what do, what's your problem with libertarianism? And it's always actually an argument against anarchy, not libertarianism. I act like right. we don't want to have courts or anything. Like right. no, I just don't want it. I don't want the government involved in picking winners and losers in the marketplace. It's that simple. Like, you can still have courts you can still have police you know it's like it's not anarchy uh it's just the government's too big and you know all this all this on the socialist side when they're talking about all the problems of crony capitalism and bailouts and no bid contracts i'm like what do all these things have in common who enables it like who gave the money to lockheed martin oh the government right. did well who bailed out the bank oh the government did you know and like who set the regulations that got that whole housing crisis in anyway the government and the quasi i don't know what you call the fed it's not really government or private it's sort of its own category because they are appointed by the president but they're not responsible anymore. like but yeah like all they will agree if they are able to to hear the libertarian philosophy but there are sort of people who called themselves libertarian who never were just to be not not mainstream and be edgy or whatever but they never really understood the philosophy and so i'm excited to have another ron paul-esque person running like jacob hornberger like that's even if he doesn't win like we need that conversation shifted so that if because if the philosophy spreads uh that helps anyway like you don't have to do it through government all you yeah. need the DRM to do is to quit doing things yeah like really. we just had a 55 billion dollar trade deal with japan i can now go get us beef big fat steak for six dollars couldn't do that before and they, oh yes because trump uh lifted some tariffs and so did abe but that's not the government doing something. That's the government stopping doing what it already was doing. Like, they're everyone made the tariff in the first place. Right. So all you did was, like, quit doing what you caused. Like, it's a problem that you made, and you finally stopped doing it. So it's like, if the government could do some more, uh, more or less stop doing things, that would help a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, you know, there's,
0: there's a lot in there in what you just said, and I think that the um the like what do they call the low libertarians or whatever uh which is like the, yeah, the it's right wing it's dismissive D- yeah. dismissive take on libertarians and to me what a lot of that comes from is the fact that after... Because you didn't hear this until Ron Paul's presidential campaigns ended. And that's when that this term started really coming around. And the truth is that there have been no libertarian leaders since that that had any real teeth or real courage. And I think when you see what... As you mentioned, this is kind of a response to the crazy, unhinged, uh, uh, woke, you know, PC left. Um and when when you're under attack constantly and in the most absurd ways, like they're they are looking for someone who's actually going to fight back and take a principled stand. And uh, obviously, just calling someone a libertarian, it's, it, there's there's no argument there. It's just some like dismissive bullshit. But it's like I kind of like, like oh, like... we already
1: addressed that and dismissed it in our own echo chamber with no libertarians right. around. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay.
0: Exactly. All right. Let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's show, which is the Ridge Wallet. Ridge wallet is the coolest wallet out there. It's the sleekest wallet it's you feel like you're in the future. The The wallet you've been walking around with that's throwing your spine out of alignment, that's the wallet that your grandpa would have had, that your father would have had. This is the wallet of the future. It's the better way to hold your cards and your cash. You, you have your old wallet. You have gift cards that have been used up. You have old receipts. You have things you've completely forgotten about that you're never going to use again. Start over. Get the Ridge wallet. You have everything you need. You got your credit cards. You got your cash. It looks awesome. They have a bunch of different designs. It's a minimal front pocket wallet that's designed to streamline what you carry every day. It has 30,000 five-star reviews because it's a better way to carry your cash and cards. I love it, Uh, I switched from the traditional wallet over to the Ridge Wallet. Great decision. Uh, I feel better. I'm more comfortable when I'm sitting down, and I don't have this big brick in my back left pocket, and uh, it also just looks really cool. It comes in titanium, carbon fiber, aluminum, and over a dozen different styles and colors. And right now, you can get 10% off the Ridge wallet with free worldwide shipping and returns by going to ridge.com slash problem. That's ridge.com slash problem. Use the promo code problem. There's also a link in the episode description below. Awesome wallet. Check it out. It also makes a great gift for the holiday season. So go check it out at ridge.com slash problem. All right, let's get back into the show. My message, I, I was up at a um, pork fest uh, last year, and I was talking to, like, a group of libertarians. They were kind of talking about the alt-right guys and how they kind of, like, talk to them. And I was like, my my thing to them is that it's like you got to, like, you got to take a ballsy position. You have to be willing to like stand up to the left in as hardcore a way as they are, and then also stand up to them, and then also tell them why they're retarded as well. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to like f- have like, like, The courage to say basic truths like even that that example of the right wing comedian you were just using it's like look man if you don't have the courage to say that there aren't 72 genders then how are you going to stand up to the CIA
1: and like real true entrenched powers like you you got to have the courage. The problem is when you say uh, there there are two genders like it's that thing you can sum it up real quick people are confusing masculine and feminine with male and female male and female are biological categories you know penis vagina and masculine and feminine are sort of cultural qualities and a man can be feminine that doesn't mean he's supposed to be a woman just means he's a guy who happens to be feminine and a woman can be masculine they want this teleology again they they are guilty what they accuse everyone else of they think that feminine and female have to match and male and masculine have to match so if they don't you're supposed to be the other one let's pour on the hormones and the surgery and whatever And and I'm not even against that. If you want to do that, fine. But I don't want men playing women's sports. I don't want a man thrown in a woman's jail. This actually happened where he then raped women in the jail with his penis. It's clown world stuff. But the problem is, if you're on YouTube or whatever, and you say there are two genders, it's hate speech. Right. Right? Like, if you say common sense stuff, it's considered hate speech. The alt-right, they'll come out with all these uh, statistics about... Uh, race and crime, or IQ, or whatever, and I will ex- I will give them the other explanations besides biology for all those things. Which is a long conversation, and I've been able to convert quite a big chunk of them to that. Huh, I hadn't thought of it like that. I didn't know that, or whatever. It's so, dialogue is what gets rid of that, but uh, deplatforming and echo chambers that just lets it fester and grow. Right? No, I I completely
0: but... uh, completely agree with that, and it's almost as if if the um, if the goal was. Uh, to build the alt-right up as much as possible the establishment couldn't have done a better job of it like wh- whatever their their goal was but from hillary clinton's deplorable speech to the banning <laughs> to then promoting the leaders then banning other people then constantly lecturing white people about their privilege i mean they've really they've they've done everything they can to create that situation
1: yeah and that's racist itself and, the, and yeah. racism begets racism if you're going to say what's essentially racist things about white people like millions of people oh, they all are like this right Um, then there's going to be a backlash like a portion of those people are going to be sick of it there's there's nothing surprising by somebody going how come my group is held to a higher standard than this other group right like when my children if they wanted to go to college in the US they got to get a higher because they're half Asian they got to get higher score than anybody why? They're not advantaged anyway by biology, but they the left wants to take like average statistics. They do this with the wage gap BS, like, well, on average, men earn more than women. I'm like one well, average men are working in fields that pay more. And there are a whole bunch of reasons for that that are not, it's not biology. Okay. But that, you know, it would be really weird if everybody of every category was exactly the same in every industry. That would be strange. There's always going to be one more than the other in something. Right, that's just normal. <laughs> you know, right, like, yeah, they're like oh, we want all the exact same male engineers and, and nurses and da 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 da. And I'm like, who cares? But uh, yeah, it's, and it's just like proving that people don't understand math. I had a great statistics teacher that said people are innumerate, uh, not illiterate. They're innumerate. They can't look at averages and understand what that number means. And it doesn't. It just you're not getting paid less for the same job just because uh, the average pay is less overall it right. could be more men are working or whatever you know and you can endlessly make categories well how tall are they there's some stats that like taller people make more than shorter people and stuff like that and it's like they don't really it's it's the the men are taller than women and they earn more and and you know add whatever it's just like you look at um different demographics have a higher height than others and you but you have to look at average ages right so it's like oh hispanics earn less than japanese or something I'm like well the average age of japanese in the us is in the 40s and the average age of hispanics is in the 20s and people in their 40s earn more than people in their 20s there's nothing right. magic about it you know like but you need to it's You gotta throw a thomas soul book at somebody or something it's <laughs> like they these kind of simple things it's like a death by 100 cuts that you have to explain a lot of stuff but they're not allowed to hear it because if i'm going to have that discussion with someone don't even have to be on the alt-right it's just whoever uh i'll get banned because because just for letting them speak right, right. <laughs> i breathe the same air as somebody who's literally hitler and from talking to these people like none of them really I, i'm not none there are some but they're not they don't want violence or they're not racist they're not hitler they're not nazis of that. they just they want like things to be even that's all yeah and i'm like okay and there's Some an over
0: them. listen the, i mean most of like uh most i think of the way that history works is that you know people are reactionary they form groups and react against others and that they kind of they tend to over what is not overcompensate but overcorrect maybe is is the the what the term i'm looking for that they tend to so it's kind of like people work on this instinctual level where they like they, you know, even even you see today like the people on the left, you know, if you look at like Occupy Wall Street or something like that where they're like, well, this is corrupt, so we need socialism. They, you know, they want this kind of overcorrection, but they are responding to something that is corrupt. These bankers brought down the economy and get bailed out for it. That is kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then their, their answer might not be perfect, but I think a lot of these young uh, men who are drawn to the alt-right, it's like – they're lectured constantly about what they can and can't say. They live in this hyper-political correct world. And they're like, they're well, how about, how about the, the Holocaust category. never happened? How about that? The Holocaust oh, right. never happened. And now I can say, <laughs> yeah, I know, whatever. I don't, my. Well, I get lumped in with that anymore.
1: crap too. I'm like, uh, I give this analogy. I'll be real like clean with my language here. But uh-huh. with like the Holocaust stuff, for example, let's, let's move away from that. Cause it's too emotional to talk about something that's also emotional, but less than that would be like climate change. Right. Sure. Let for the sake of argument, the earth is getting warmer and it just put on pause of how much is man made and how much is natural and doesn't matter. If let's say it is getting warmer, fine if you're going to do what Al Gore did and take footage from a fictional movie the day after tomorrow and act like that's the ice caps melting and it isn't. And if you're going to say the earth is gone in 12 years, which it will not be (laughs) and have polar bears and have uh, a whole bunch of either greatly exaggerated or fake things like a picture of Kilimanjaro in the summer and the winter and say, look how much it changed from this year to that and not telling people it's opposite seasons, you know, right. If you're going to mislead lie and exaggerate, it makes people doubt your position rather than accept it. That doesn't mean the earth isn't warming. It just means that silly evidence that you provided for it causes doubt. Now imagine if you made a rule to say you're not allowed to say the earth isn't warming, that would make people doubt it more, not less. Right now with World War II, you have a pretty similar situation. There is a holocaust. There definitely was a holocaust, but there were definitely a lot of bullshit said about it as well, about soap and lampshades and all these ridiculous exaggerations, electric floors, death by lumberjack, and so on. And so, my position is, it's you should debunk all the silliness, just like you should debunk Al Gore and AOC and all that. And that doesn't mean this isn't true. It's just like it's very important to get rid of these exaggerations because if you don't, and, and once people find out they are exaggerations. They say, like, oh, there was no gas chamber at Buchenwald or something. There wasn't. Or there was, you know, Al Gore used fake footage or something. They threw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. But you, you, you cannot have nuance on these topics like, well, that's that's you a might great get point. banned from me even saying yes. the H word, you know, <laughs> well, this is
0: so, by the way, this is a great point, And this is you actually just said uh, you said better what I was trying to say before to the libertarians at Porkfest, where I was saying the reason why you have to have the courage to stand up to some of this leftist craziness is that if you don't, then you kind of cede that ground to the only people who will. And if the only person who will stand up and tell the truth on a number of issues is also saying some crazy shit that you you don't mm. want to be out there, then they go that people tend to go well at least he's the only one actually telling me the truth. I mean, look, this is part of the reason why when I've I, I used to like listen to Alex Jones fairly regularly, and I could always tell he was a little like crazy and full of shit. Like I could just always tell you know just from his like personality. Um, but there was the jackals are making
1: the frogs. Hey, they're coming after your guns. Put a f Black <laughs> helicopter chasing me
0: right now. <laughs> yeah, that's He's actual my moral tape, enemy act, Actual yeah. tape of Alex says no. But you know what? Part of the reason why somebody like that <laughs> became so popular is because there are all of these real conspiracies out there, as you know very well, that the media just doesn't mm-hmm. report on. And then he'll throw a few of them out. And I remember learning that. Like I heard about um. Operation Northwood from Alex Jones. I'd never heard about that before. And I hear about that and I'm like, this can't possibly be true. And then you look it up and you're like, oh, this is real. This really happened. And, or the plan really got signed off by the Joint Chiefs. And you're like, so this is real. And only he told me about that. So now if the corporate press refuses right. to cover this, he gains all this credibility with Young Me, where I go,
1: oh shit, only he was willing to tell the truth. And then you I know, have a little counter argument to that, that, too, because sure. I feel like. Uh, you probably heard that from, I call him Melonhead. I really don't like him, <laughs> but you heard it from Melonhead first because he kind of acts like the alt media dragnet so that y- if he was out of the way, you would have heard it from me Well, that's or possibly, someone true, like, true, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's because he's there just, just sucking all the air out of the room. They're like, well, I, the first time I heard about X was from Alex Jones. and I'm like, yeah, but you know, look, we were saying this, um, He hijacked a lot of things that I said, and then he would say, well, I don't care, but but then he adds crazy sauce to all of it. So it's like, if you want to talk about the LeVon affair or something like that, and then it's like, oh boy, here comes Jonestown. And I got to spend like 20 minutes on defense where you're like, no, I'm not denying school shootings no I'm not thinking the earth is whatever yeah he's not a flat earther he's not that bad but like you know what I mean saying um Fukushima radiation is coming on to America or all the elite are going to live in bunkers in New Zealand and sometimes he goes way off the rails right but you know if 10% of what he's saying true that's 10% more than the mass media because <laughs> right. all they do that's is lie right. yeah. CNN said about the Malaysian airliner that maybe a black hole swallowed they, the yes. plane yes that was don Don Lemon, who is yeah he is
0: I think the dumbest person in cable news, which is really, really saying something because there's a lot of people competing for that title, but yes, he openly started uh, um speculating the about whether hole. it could have been a black hole that took do down you the even Louisiana. science <laughs> <laughs> it's like i mean it's so it it's really like it, as you said before it's clown world, it's truly truly
1: clown world um. How, it so
0: is. let's let's talk a little I wanted, bit. I want about- something you said earlier sure, I want to
1: bump in. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, no, That's no, no, no. Go ahead. Bad. Go ahead. But um you you had a key point and I was kinda like holding this thought in my head because um uh, the alt right and the SJWs, I feel like when you were talking about you said not overcompensation, but you know, overcompensation. It, it's like the, the paternalistic racism, like, hey look, here's my black friend, here's my Jew friend, like people who announce right adjectives like matters um but anyway that i feel like it's two reactions to the same thing and it's collectivism once again whereas uh it's from white guilt like most of the social most of the both groups are white people in the uh sjw's and the alt-right and it's a way of reacting to this collective blame on a race for what states did so if you talk about atrocities like um slavery in the united states or colonizing of the indians or, or something like that which is what a government did that gets blamed on whiteness instead like the whites killed the indians the whites enslaved the africans the white the white the white as if that's a product of biology it's not you know that who do the irish and the polish and the other other white people they're not enslaving people but whatever it's it's definitely because of a government and you can see that there are other white countries not involved in it it's common sense ought to be but there's this collectiveness and but they do the other thing too like well so and so invented xyz and he was white and Isaac Newton and and but the the force behind uh invention and science and all that isn't uh biology it's free markets that's and you can look at that globally and historically that's what holds if you have sea trade and markets and so on then you know that those kind of spring forth but this collectivism on blaming a racial group for atrocities either makes someone feel like really terrible about it and want to overcompensate and sort of like hate themselves and hate others and and try and and, and that's why they want to support affirmative action and anything that helps them relieve that guilt right and they show it's it's not their fault it's not a biological product. The other side gets resentful for it and saying why blame me i didn't do it whatever and they go the other way and i think the birthplace of the alt-right and sjw's is this uh nonsense from public education that is collectivist and is blaming races uh, and also taking credit uh whether it's good or bad they think it is a product of biology rather than uh, any other source and so that you see that they both hold the only two groups that are obsessed with race and sex and you know, all these categories are SJWs in the alt right. Yeah, and it's interesting. Got to that me, break that biological cord. That's all. That,
0: that's right. And it's also it always seems like to me that the you know the the government or the the area of politics is where you see like almost like you know this this is where people are like look there's like a goddamn race war it's like go on a youtube video and look at the left or the alt right and it's like you could really you could get lost on a youtube stream of like social justice warriors and then alt right guys and be like man this country's on the verge of a of a race war but then i walk outside my door and i go down to like the <laughs> supermarket and it's like everybody seems to be kind of working it out and figuring it out together and people are friends and people are hanging out and even if they're not friends or hanging out even if they have some private you know Somewhat bigoted beliefs, they're fucking trading with each other and everything's fine. And everyone's really just trying to get home to their family and kind of, you know, like well, it's, it's um,
1: amplified pluralism is what happens. So, a quick example there's some kid named Desmond, you know who I'm talking about already, mm-hmm. right? It's one kid. It's one kid and he puts on makeup or whatever and he danced in a gay bar or something. That just, just like some one kid that became kids are dancing in gay bars everywhere and it's just like one guy uh the knockout game that happened like five times oh it's an epidemic they're running around knocking people out on the street for no reason and that just went away right so it's like the media is grabbing these things they know is going to cause a conflict right and and just blow it up that desmond kid's been on all the three-letter networks like yeah Yeah. let's show this the conservative christians and stuff A little boy with eyeliner and they know that that's not gonna fly, you know. And that they do it on purpose. It's Frankfurt School. It's like they want uh, clickbait has extended to all forms of media, right? It started on the web, whatever, but it's just everything. And they exotic titles and all that. But yeah, and they really bothers me. Oh, it's
0: infuriating because it's like you you motherfuckers are like playing around with inflaming racial tensions. Like this is not a joke. This can be go really, really bad. I mean, I remember thinking about it with the um what's the fucking guy's name? Um the uh the guy in uh uh in Chicago, the the black gay guy who did that fake uh hate crime. I'm blanking on his fucking name. Uh did you hear Some about dude. this? Uh, he he was a uh, like a most uh, hate crimes are self inflicted. I find. <laughs> well, this this one was really particularly outrageous. Where the guy said that two guys in in Trump hats came. And, oh and like yes, went, uh, um, uh, Jussie just playing, Smollett. Ju- Jussie Smollett. Yes. Uh, so he's like so the, so it ended up being complete bullshit. Jussie Smollett as hate Ju- tell. That's, Bell said. that's oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, that's right. So Justin Smollett, he makes this whole thing up. But the the thing that's crazy is that. Even if the story he told was true, it wasn't national news. It was like a guy got punched in Chicago. People get murdered in Chicago, like like dozens almost every week get dozen shot. every weekend, yeah. yeah like so, yeah. it's like, why is this even a national story if what he said was true? Only because the angle is black guy got punched by white people. Let's make this a race they had story. Hats and then, right? And then they flip it around and go black guy. <laughs> that made was up the racial most story. It's, over it's the just, top
1: nonsense oh, it was so like ridiculous. did you guys did you guys write the litvinenko script or the scripple script right. or the used cars mail or hezbollah getting used cars from mexico to sell in africa to, like <laughs> some of the real stories right <laughs> it's yeah. alleged the real stories from not fake news uh yeah that was really over the top and he got busted. they but nothing happened to him Right. Oh, no. In so fact, you. he's suing the city for uh, uh, for like a false <laughs> prosecution or something like that. Now, he's probably and that will cause tension with the police at all. Well, that's right. Um, but then when. But then, how about then, the kid with the hat that uh, was just standing in D.C. on the Lincoln? Oh, Memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. The, uh, the Catholic <laughs> school, the Covington Catholic school kids. And this Nathan Phillips
1: up. is like all in his face because he just assumes, well, it's a bunch of white kids. One of them has a Trump hat. I'm going to go. Virtue single in front of him. But once
0: again, even if the story was what they claimed it was right away, why is this on national television? This is not a story. Even if the story was, high school kid is kind of a jerk. Like, is that a story really? And and then it turns out he wasn't a jerk at all. It was no, he was just standing there. (laughs) But then on the other side of it, you'll see some of these things where like when some white dude gets murdered by the cops. Yeah, they don't really run with that because that's not going to inflame racial tensions because then you might actually start realizing, oh, this is more of a policing problem than it is really a racial problem, and that's not mm-hmm. really going to pit people against each other. That just kind of unites people against the state, so that doesn't do anything,
1: uh, you know what I mean? For the <laughs> And agenda. also not covering that stuff, uh, even remotely evenly or whatever. People are going to notice that. Like the alt right will say, hey, well, "Look at this white girl that got raped by three guys from Dominica or whatever." Right? Uh, why wasn't this national news yet? This other fake story was right. Like you're just giving them legitimate ammo. Yeah. Right. That's right. By treating things like that.
0: Yeah, and they're and they do have a fair point in that because they're right. If the races were reversed. The, the national press would have jumped on this and made it a huge story. The answer isn't necessarily that though that now we have to draw some grant Do more big this. stories. Yes. And just the like answer is that none stories, of these, these yeah. are like, you know, unfortunately, the, the, like there, there is violence in this world. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you pointed out earlier, the most institutional and the most widespread form of it comes from the state. Um, but, yeah, it really is like it, it. it's just it's it's scary what they're willing to play with. And I saw this with like the Democrats who are who are now at least several of the candidates are running on reparations for slavery. And it's like, do you guys look around at what's going on? Like, what do you think that'll do for wait, race? Wait relations? a second.
1: Didn't uh didn't the Democrats under Obama and Hillary invade Libya and cause open air slavery in 2011 in northern yeah. Africa? Are they running on the Make Slavery Great Again? Because that's what they did. <laughs> Human beings were sold for $400. Go look this up, people, $400. You could buy a person in Libya because of essentially handing al-Qaeda a country. That's what, it's really, it was Hillary's war. I call Obama, Obama the spineless, but Hillary, that was her plan. And then that caused a refugee crisis and, and you know more and more escalation of problems because of government decisions by idiots. And, and this, when coming back to the censorship thing, I hear a couple solutions. People, oh, we need to enforce antitrust laws, and we need to make them, uh, or public utilities. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really, you want the government in charge? You think that's to be better? The government, look look at me, the government is not going to help you, okay? You have Stockholm Syndrome if you think the government wants a vibrant alternative media, all right? Yeah. The only real solution, as grim it is, as it may seem, is market solution. So, you know, get on VK instead of Facebook. Start using DLive or Bitshoot or Libri or something instead of YouTube. If you've been kicked off, uh, start using maybe Gab in, in just as a backup for Twitter. And instead of using Instagram, uh, have a self-esteem. <laughs> that is good advice sir
0: but like you said it does sound kind of grim and there's and this is one of the reasons why libertarians um tend to lose because it's always it a sounds bit grim, easier. but it's 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 the real world yes, solution. But... Yes, exactly. No, it is the correct answer, but it always sounds better. It's an easier sale to say. Now let's just write a law. Let's just have a, a government policy, and we'll just do it. And that's a simple sell. And and it, you know what? No matter what it is, it's like even if you're talking about um, like immigration. Or something like that, and you go, like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't have a huge welfare state. Maybe we should stop destabilizing all of these countries in South America. Maybe this will. Re-. It's like, nah, build a wall. Build a wall is just, yeah, that yeah. sells. That's like, we got a plan. We're going to do this. All this other, like, kind of, you know, it's kind of abstract, principle take. It's just hard. The tr- the, this is the, the libertarian difficulty. What we How have dare going you for nuance? Us- yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> what, well, our, what we have going for us is that the truth is on our side. So what we have going for us is that we're right. The problem is that it's like six sentences to sell it, and it's not one right. sentence. Where is a, a stateless policy? Existence.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes, that's right. Well, I look like where I live, we don't have an immigration problem, uh, and yet Japan is a you know, second or third wealthiest country in the world, and right next to a whole lot of poor places, and we don't have an immigration problem. We, we also don't have social welfare. You know how many refugees Japan took in last year? 47. <laughs> 47. And that was double and they complained. Right? Like, <laughs> it, it, it turns out if you don't put sugar on the floor, you don't get ants. Right. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, a, if it, if well, you that's come a, to Japan, hard. you're going to have to work. So why would you do that? Just go to Sweden and get a free house. and you know, It's like... Right, and then yeah. and and you also
0: you know you get what you what you attract uh, is a result of the system that you have in place. So if you have if you say you come here, you're going to have to work. Well, then the people who do go there come there to work. And if you have a right. big welfare state, a lot of people come there to get on the government dole. And so you know of course. And it's necessary
1: for to have these policies where Japan would be Chinese overnight, it, right. and it wouldn't be Japanese anymore. They call it wouldn't assimilate. It just. 26 million Chinese people would move to Japan in an instant. You know, it's way better to live in Japan than China. Sure. Uh, It's getting better in China, but especially when they were communists. I mean, it was, it was terrible. Like the people would come to Japan and have a baby and then go back to China because they had a one child policy. So they come over here and have the baby and then go back. I mean, it's ridiculous. The, the stupid government logic, like right next to Taiwan, uh, according to going back to common sense, Taiwan's a country, right? I mean, they have their own government, their own currency, their own laws. They're, it's a country, but we have the one child, the one uh, China policy. <laughs> it's like right. now only, only in government logic is Taiwan still part of China, right? Right. It's like what are right, you talking right. about? It's a country. Just admit it. Nope. You know, no, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, everyone knows Israel has nukes, but our government stance is to neither deny or acknowledge kind of thing. Yeah, isn't that but, crazy? You know, but, but there's pictures of the warheads from Mordecai <laughs> Benudu. You know, who uh, who Robert Maxwell, by the way, uh, helped put in prison. His daughter is the uh, fellow rapist with Jeff Epstein. Probably don't have time to get into any of that stuff. but We're uh, going to have to do that I on another gonna, show.
0: I wanted yeah, to talk Epstein with you, but we'll have to do a, another
1: podcast because otherwise we're just going to rush through it the whole time. But that really oh, is it's some a dark one. stuff, though, man. It's yeah. uh, and, But it, you know what? I'll say this quickly about Epstein. He's most infamous about the, being a child raping lunatic and a blackmailer and so on, which he was uh, not alone, though. He had a whole huge backing. It just wasn't some guy that appeared. But when he started working with the Mossad, the first thing he was trying to do is illegal arms sales with like Doug Leese and the, the who's who. Uh, but his very first Ponzi schemes, like ripping off insurance companies and then trying to buy out airliners and so on with steve hoffenberger and and those guys um he got bailed out by the new york federal reserve he set up liquid funding ltd in the in bermuda Mm -hmm. to act as basically a a sieve to offload toxic assets from bear Stearns. so you know bear Stearns is it was in the subprime market and all that and for people who don't know what I'm talking about, what, what they do to balance their books is they'll take a bunch of debts, like money they owe and IOUs, and sell it to their own subsidiary. So they'll sell it to Epstein. So now he owes all the money. And then their book looks good to the rating agency. They're like, look, we are, we're solvent, you know? But then at the first of the month, they'd buy him back again. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a real sale. So they would go in a loop like that. So that that was like the simple part of the gamut. But the result was guys like jeff epstein and steely and all these people and it's not just bear stearns it's like every financial institution it's Goldman, Sachs yeah, it's all of them uh they made maiden lane and then together with uh uh with uh, the financial banks they came in and bought out bear stearns and but the senior loan in that entire affair was from maiden lane llc created by the new york federal reserve it was twenty eight billion dollars out of thirty billion dollars, wow. so J P. Morgan Chase is only paying like one and a half billion, and then essentially a dummy company set up by the New York Federal Reserve pays the other twenty eight to make solvent other companies that were totally engaged in fraud. <laughs> And it got worse. They put commercial paper into Dreyfus Money Market and Frank Russell Investment and others at like hundreds of millions of dollars of uh, dummy money. And it's way worse than the kind of common explanation you get about uh, CDOs and credit default swaps and so on. It was way worse than all that. But that whole mess is another show, too. But I just wanted to say, like, government was backing Epstein, the U.S. government and the U.S. banks and then later the Israelis. Like, he always had... Um, a big daddy that got him out of trouble. And that happened again. And you know, the first time he got caught, yeah, he didn't right. really go to prison. You know, like so.
0: And uh, what's his name? Uh, the, guy, the,
1: the guy, who was the uh, the energy secretary who just
0: stepped down, um, blaking on his. Well, name. Acosta got the blame for that, but but Barry he Kersher no, but is the he said really gave him the deal. But
1: it didn't oh, yeah, he, he said, say
0: that it was it came from intelligence that was basically like let yeah. this guy go easy on him, and he was kind of like oh well, I was just doing kind of what I was told, and th- then of course like if the if the corporate press wasn't just completely, completely useless wouldn't that piece of information alone just warrant like a ton of investigative reporting you go oh wait well who the hell was that who, who where did you get this from and that no one seems to be interested in these follow-up questions and then of course as we all saw and anyone can understand that uh that that chick at abc news who was like yeah we had this story years ago and and they they Robot, they squashed yeah. it yeah so it's yeah it's really just so much about that story is just so obviously like this. well it's his uh his test.
1: sponsors you know Les wexner we've had witnesses come forward now saying that dershowitz and others raped young women in wexner properties and were held there by his private security guards this is a billionaire who's also been accused by the way of uh, sexual harassment by seven of his own employees but wexter michael steinhardt and charles and edgar brofman uh, senior uh with some other people created something called the Mega Group, which is short for mega donors. Uh, it's a Zionist think tank uh, made of who's who the, the the craziest of the crazy and the Zionist clicks and their whole idea was uh, to sponsor and it, whether it was hook or crook bribery, blackmail, whatever it took uh, to get lucrative real estate deals and to push Israeli interests in the United States. And so Epstein get, get, having a house given to him by Leslie Wexner and setting up the Wexner Foundation, where the two of them illegally financed Ahud Barat, who was the head of the Mossad at the time and later became the prime minister of Israel, is beyond suspicious. They had the Cardi Group, that did the same thing, another money laundering front where they were giving money to Israel. And then Barack's the guy that introduced Blackstone to Harvey Weinstein, who's you know on trial for raping multiple women. Uh, former Mossad agents that go around harass the victims of rape and it right. gets worse and worse. You get, you get into George Steinhardt and Ari sure. And those, these child raping rings in Brazil There's a long story. And I, if, you know, with enough time, I can walk through it all. I've made like maps about this stuff, but what you're hearing on the three letter networks is basically you've just been reduced to uh, Gazelle Maxwell, Jean-Luc Brunel, and Prince Andrew. And nobody else, not the Dubins, not nothing, you know, and Durswich maybe, but it's like f- a five-person ring. I'm like, oh no, it's way bigger than that. And right. Well, they'll kind of throw.
0: They'll they'll maybe even throw Bill Clinton in because it's kind of like, well, we all knew Bill oh, Clinton yes, was yes. kind of a creep, uh, and, and he's kind of gone, and the Clintons are out of power now. So there's pictures kind of, of him with them. Trump,
1: and yeah, Bill Clinton was on the airplanes or something like that. I'm like, right. And hey, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton and Hillary gave pardons to Mark Rich and Pink is Green, who are already caught in tra- child trafficking and and uh, owned Glencore and, you know, all this exploitation of African copper mines in Zambia. And uh, the, it's the list of crimes from the Clintons is too much. I can't even memorize it all. It's, it, it, Dude, it's who would have uh, overwhelming someone.
0: <laughs> uh, I saw like a, I saw a meme. I think it was. I might be getting this a little bit wrong, but it really made me laugh. But It was like a meme on uh, Twitter that I saw where they said uh, they go, who would have thought that uh, Pizzagate would age better than the Russia collusion hoax? Like, <laughs> it's just like yeah. it really is like or you look back at Pizzagate and how outraged they got about that. And you're like, well, look, even if they weren't like completely on and maybe some people said some things that weren't exactly true. You're like, ah, hey, Prince like Andrew did go truth. to
1: Express Pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there does what seem they, like there's what something they often there. do well it, it it is and isn't like what they often do as a form this is like operation mockingbird stuff combined with uh with uh mk naomi which is a little different than mk ultra and what you think you know about mk ultra is probably the jonestown weirdo version but there is a real version with george white and all these things and so put a pen in that but uh what pizzagate was saying it's like there's there are things like that uh the finders Cult, the uh um, one of the man to man, the dream boys, the Franklin scandal that there are things like that up uh, with real child trafficking and all this really weirdo stuff, killing goats and all that, people with red shoes. But uh, what they did is they put out a story that was false, saying, Oh, look, the Podestas are in Spain or whatever, and it's actually just a police sketch, two sketches of one guy, not the two brothers. So it's easily debunkable stuff. So they go, Oh, that's nonsense, right? Um, but even though that is, and, and Pizzagate is, was false, things like that actually are happening all the time. I did a video of all the government agencies involved in child rape, and it, it's just pick something. The National Park Service, the BIA, the FBI, the CIA, like they all do it. The DOD and Dine Corps, you probably know that one, pretty famous, like raping our own military personnel and drugging yeah. women, and it, it's gross. And child trafficking is a uh, multibillion- or, well, human trafficking is a multi-billion-dollar business. I don't know how much of that is kids versus. Uh, it's mostly uh, uh, women in the sex trade, but uh, you're talking about multiple billions of dollars, and absolutely the government's involved in all that. Yeah, well, look, I mean, there are countries that didn't have laws against it until the 2000s. Yeah, look, <laughs> like, look, man.
0: I mean, I've 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 looked into some some of this stuff. Obviously, you you know this stuff a lot better than I do. But what I've always been saying for years is that you just got to go like. When you really start, you know, to use that term that you use that I hate using as well, but when you get start getting woke about the true evil nature of the state and what they do, like to bring it back to that Madeleine Albright quote that you, you mentioned earlier, when you're yeah, someone yeah. who can just straight up say with no hesitation, nothing, they're, she's presented with the, the 500,000 children have starved to death. And she goes, yeah, well, we think that And that was in
1: 97.
0: Out. This is pre-911. There was 9/11. Six years of sanctions after that, right? That's right. And this is pre-911. Yeah. it's not not even like, oh, there was this, ju- the, you know, the the justification for this whole yeah, Iraq's not a threat to America. No, you couldn't even <laughs> argue. It was like they were a threat of, of like to retaliate to slant drilling by Kuwait. There's no, there's no plausible justification for this. And you're and which we actually gave them the okay to do right, right,
1: or to go against Kuwait. With,
0: yes, no, April that percent. that stuff I have read a lot about. And yeah, the whole first Persian Gulf War was such a sham. Um, but it's like if you like, you, you got to step back. It's just as a human being, you're like. Who is that person? Like, what type of person is just okay with hundreds of thousands of children dying? Do you think, like, who is that? Who's And they took the babies
1: out of the incubators, and they took them out, and they threw them on the cold floor. Oh, those poor babies. What about the 500,000 children? Oh, well, they're not on incubators, so. Dude, one of my favorite things was... uh, um, uh
0: tom tom woods who's like uh, uh one of my favorite people on the planet and he was he for millennials
1: be... that was a justification for golf war yes. one by the way it was yes a speech so... by uh Naira, coached by hill and Nolton. it was a complete farce
0: yes that's right you can
1: you can find it was a
0: hell of a performance though that she gave uh give her credit for that great acting um
1: yeah so... I, I was i was a little kid watching that and i just thought she's 15 she has no accent she speaks perfect english i think this is bs yeah well
0: look you were onto it quick because a lot of other people thought but... <laughs> so tom woods was like a standard kind of republican guy um and that war is what turned him into an anti-war, uh, like, libertarian-leaning guy. I mean, he found libertarianism later, but that war, I think, turned him against the warfare state. But he did said, said this thing when he was talking about it, where he was, like, uh, he was like, even as they're telling you that as Saddam Hussein's army is uh, invading Kuwait, they're stopping at the hospitals to take babies out of incubators, he was like, even if there was a group of people who were this evil, doesn't that just seem like not a practical plan when you're invading a country? Like you're invading a country, you're like, well, quick, we got to stop off at the hospital, to just take babies out of incubators. Like the the whole thing just seems—it's so obviously bullshit. But people, it's 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 atrocity
1: propaganda—the killing babies, gassing babies, like Syria was accused of doing, Mm -hmm. and babies on incubators and babies in ovens and all this stuff you hear. Like Tom Lantos championed that war, the Gulf War, and he knew the original OSS propaganda from C.D. Jackson and the rest of them that came out of world war two and you know i'm I'm one of these guys that goes around and tries to debunk nonsense uh even in real events whether it's 9 11 world war two the civil war whatever i'll 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 get real unpopular you know i'm like no the civil war was not about freeing the slaves (laughs) they're like what lincoln was a hero um but you but you know i'm just telling you the evidence man (laughs) And so uh, yeah with Gulf War 1 though I would say this if you look at the level of support that that war had cuz that was pre-internet completely versus the second Iraq war the second Iraq war had millions of people protesting around the globe before it started The problem is people are obsessed with what they've been taught. Like they're in love with seeing the hippies of Vietnam, like with signs and stuff. And they think that's why we got out of Vietnam. We didn't get out of Vietnam. we stayed in there for nine years. Uh, That sort of theatrical resistance is almost useless. Like the, the, the grown up thing to do, which people died to give you the right to do, is to call or go to Congress, make a meeting and talk to them that that the only ones doing that are corporate lobbyists but you can do that um that's how we got the 28 pages released for uh that you know the infamous 28 pages on the saudi arabian role in 9-11 yeah. and it's you know it's straight up a show that uh prince uh ben turk fasil and bandar bush through intermediaries omar boyumi and Masal basnan uh helped finance two actually three but two 9-11 hijackers and there's other evidence that shows the third one but i don't feel like explaining so you had uh, Kail Amidhar and Alifan uh, Al-Hazmi uh, directly financed by a state power. Those papers sat, uh, cl- you know, redacted for over a decade. I, had to f- I flew from Japan to Washington, D.C. and lobbied constantly to get those released. And they were. I mean, And I, I realized, man, why don't we do more of that? Yeah, but it, Why don't we have the anti-APAC and the anti-all this stuff and just go in? Ron Paul had it down. He said lobbyists never came to see me because he wouldn't give them money. So they just quit going to him. Don't yeah. <laughs> blame like I, I, the lobbyists. Blame playing, playing the state. You I know love know? that I could have – like I can
0: just imagine in my head – Because this was like a thing that became known about Ron Paul, that he was the only congressman who the lobbyists just stopped going to because they just knew. But you can imagine when Ron Paul first got into Congress and like the first few times that lobbyists went to him. And he was like, well, Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution doesn't give me the authority to blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what (laughs) the fuck is this guy talking about? (laughs) Like, what? They're like, dude, are you new around here? And then they'd be like, we'll try him again like in a few weeks. And like He was only in
1: there because the per the guy the representative in his state died and so you know it's just like 98 percent or something like that incumbencies incumbents get reelected so because there was a death and Ron Paul's he's a Republican he's a medical doctor he had all the good optics and he, he, we got like a real person in Congress for once right and yeah I, I well, can here's, imagine here's a big part well, of I'm it. Right? You money. <laughs>
0: so he was in um like Lake Lake, Jackson or whatever that uh, his district in Texas was. It's like a small little district. Yeah, yeah, so it's this this little district in Texas. He was a baby doctor who had delivered like 3,000 babies. So if you think about the thousands of babies he had delivered, he had delivered like one out of every four persons in that town's baby or niece or grandson or something like that so, so he all, was all able parents and their kids can vote for him <laughs> that's right and but then when they would go like yeah. a, they'd be like Ron Paul's a libertarian he wants to end the war on drugs he he wants to legalize heroin they'd be like Dr. Paul? No, nah, I think he's yeah, cool. Yeah. So he was able to get out of all the like kind of normal libertarian pitfalls that you would have just cuz people knew him in the community and were like no he's like and if you've ever met ron paul he's just like the greatest human being like he's everything he is on tv he's just this people sweet, say yeah he, he's just as like just like you see him literally he, exactly no exactly the same guy he he is that guy and so it was just like people were just weren't buying it when they would try he he really unfortunately it was like an aligning of the stars like just the perfect guy in the perfect district where he could actually make it happen um but I i just want
1: to add i think he's know. a living philosopher i think he he you know i know there are other libertarians that are just as philosophically sound or whatever but he's the one that got that spread that message to more people than all these intellectuals I mean, hayek and in the whole mises institute all of them combined like ron paul reached more people like Absolutely. not by himself but that that movement it just hit and exploded with the youth and talking about his rebuttal to giuliani which you brought up in the beginning of the conversation i it was like the following day you realize that Oh, and Ron Paul got more donations from the U.S. military than all the other Republican candidates put together. <laughs> that was a that was a big moment in terms of
0: breaking the paradigm that we lived under. And I'll, I'll tell you that now it's like it's really you know, funny. They said: racist newsletters. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. That's right. Because some other people wrote some questionable things 30 years ago. But you know what? When the same guy smearing
1: me right now is saying Ron Paul's a racist and calling me a Jew hater and all that. Oh, same of dude. Of course. it's it, Right. Exactly. It's always it's just the worst. He's people ridiculous people. clown. But, He's got, like, blue paint on his face and stuff. Oh, God. oh Jesus. The smurf word people we live in. or something. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> but, like,
0: there is. But I'll tell you, there's something about Ron Paul. that I, I, I was thinking about this. Uh, In in terms of Ron Paul's legacy recently when, you know, I was reading some article uh, where they were bashing Tulsi Gabbard and they were saying that right wingers are supporting Tulsi Gabbard. So this was the big hit on her. It's all these right wingers who are actually interested in Tulsi Gabbard. And you're like, well, what is it that the right wingers, quote unquote, like about Tulsi Gabbard? Because there's only one thing that we like about her. It's not her great new deal. Well, right, but I'm saying right. it's for one—it's <laughs> yeah, for one that. specific reason. It's because she uh, she opposes most of these wars. And why is being anti-war all of a sudden considered? She's this against right the war,
1: and she's against all these what she calls regime change wars for my brothers and sisters. Right? <laughs> you just say I'm anti-war, but uh, she's against regime change wars for her brothers and sisters. She's against aiding al Qaeda. She's one of the only candidates to actually go. She she said. This is so funny. She went on with Steve Colbert and said, "Yeah, well in 2011 the CIA was arming Al-Qaeda." Right? That that's a congresswoman admitting that our government aided yeah. Al-Qaeda and Stephen had nothing to say just, "Mm. You know, I just went after but 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 you met Assad, you know, that kind of stuff." Uh, but another reason I think they like her is she's the only one grown up on immigration she's like no we should not give free health care to illegals yes yeah no you should right. not right be no, a radical right. position right like i think that's part of it too but it's mostly that yeah she doesn't want to go blow start these wars but i would say a lot of the like far right are not opposed to the wars because they have sympathy for people in syria and iraq and libya they just don't like the resulting refugees going to europe
0: no, I agree. But I'll i still think, take well, that it, as a win. I'm like, hey, if you're anti-war, you're
1: anti-war. I'll... <laughs>
0: well, no, look, and they also – look, I agree with you. I'll take it. It's better than being pro-war by a million miles. Take it as but a it's win. also the right. fact that they feel like Israel is, like, duping us into these wars and American boys go and die to do Israel's fighting <laughs> well, for them. Show so, me the lie no no listen i <laughs> yeah. i I think there is a lot of truth to that, that being said, even if that is the case, the main reason why I'm against the wars is because of the innocent people slaughtered in those countries but of course. there there it is, but what animates the far right about the wars, what gets them more upset about it is the Israel angle and the refugee angle, but like you said, yeah, hey, some whatever whatever.
1: They say the Jews, not Israel. Yeah. But, yeah. um, well, it's not. I buried, think it's, refugees. it's I think some of them the also just don't want to kill people. You know, I think that it's sure. a little bit of all that. But, uh, but there are people on the left that are just like Bernie Sanders saying Assad must go, right? Like everyone should look up Bernie Sanders to the woodshed. If you're one of these people, because I feel like a lot, it's weird. There are a lot of Bernie supporters, just like there were a lot of Obama supporters who were generally anti war. And like they sort of, bestow this image onto the person that doesn't match their record or reality whatsoever. It's kind of like, whatever is psychologically gratifying. Obama would say I'm for hope and change I'm like, Oh yeah, here's the changes and hope I want. I want to end these wars. I want to do this. And of course he just started new ones, right? Bernie Sanders is, he supported every war from Kosovo to Syria, uh, with the exception of the second Iraq war, which he still voted to finance three times, you know? Right. Um, drone strikes he was for that when Obama did it he's only been against it when Trump did it he turned on Saudi Arabia not because of the war in Yemen he had seven years to open his mouth and didn't say anything it's when they bought weapons from Russia that then they they decided oh you're bad right a full-on Russia gator all that and so it's this weird uh, I don't know I don't know what to call it It, it's something's really strange that there are people who are generally looking for an anti-war candidate don't latch on to the actual ones and then sort of project all that uh image onto someone that doesn't match what they're saying at all. Yeah. No, they did is, it with Bernie and they did it with uh they did it with Obama. Well, and, and it happens in, in with
0: politics in general. I mean, it, it on on different issues. It happens with Trump too. When people say he's playing four chess or like some of this well, other stuff. Yeah,
1: Trump's gets, gonna Trump's gonna stop censorship online, and he's gonna tackle yeah, immigration. Like, and it'll be <laughs> no, and it
0: won't even be like in some issues. It won't even be what he's saying. I mean, I've heard people who believe in free trade saying he's just using the tariffs to get more free trade and like all these other things. You're like, that's not even what he's saying. He's doing it's yeah. anyway. Listen, I do. We got to wrap up because I'm over time and I got We just yeah. need
1: people to make better deals. That's it. Yes, that's like, right. oh Man, need they, very... everyone needs to hear libertarianism better.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need very smart people uh, to make very good deals. T- hey, man, Tremendous I, uh... and huge I really, really enjoyed this conversation. We're going to have to uh, to do this again if you're willing to, because we got. The, the, I'm sure there's a lot more stuff that we could uh, we could talk about. I know people have Let's been. Let's do asking a show just on the
1: Epstein stuff. All right, One, people asking me to cut, go on your show too. I'm like, I will. I'm fine with that. How do I reach them? You know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm glad we connected I just touch on
0: Twitter. All right, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad we were able to connect and, and let people know if they want to check out more of your stuff,
1: where you're uh, still allowed to be, or where they can go uh, uh, look you up. Really. Um, <laughs> I have a YouTube, but I have it's sort of like ninety-eight percent self-censored right now because I don't want to risk losing it. But uh, ANC Report, it stands for Anti Neocons, and uh, right now we're making a film about the the New Mech affair in Apollo, Pennsylvania, where uranium was stolen from the United States to build nuclear bombs overseas. So we're working on that film. If you want to pitch in, and you can get all the daily stories. Although tomorrow, or the next day, I probably um, won't update. I, I unfortunately have a a family issue to go deal with in the united states but uh yep ancreport.com's got all the links and i really appreciate you having me on the show and i'd love to come back uh once once we're all sorted out and happy thanksgiving to everybody
0: yeah well thank you very much we'll definitely uh do it again happy thanksgiving to you and to everybody listening all right that's our show for today thanks guys uh uh enjoy your uh holidays and uh we'll be back on friday we got michael heiss from the uh, Libertarian Party Mises Caucus coming on on Friday. So that should be a fun show. All right, have a good one. Peace. Hey guys, thanks for watching the video. Don't forget to subscribe or hit the notification bell. Here's some links to other videos of highlights that we've done. We always have the last 15 episodes up on YouTube for free. So make sure you check them out. Again, thanks for watching and see you soon.